Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. Today is Thursday, July 13th. The PLL is heading to Fairfield, Connecticut this weekend, and so are the boys. Uh, PLL season is back after a couple-week break during the World Championships. Uh, things got underway with Minneapolis last week. Always a tough city for me to say. I always want to combine it with Indianapolis, but Minneapolis last week. Uh, I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. Dukes coming at it from the... Uh, Newly renovated Barstool office, so we got a nice little new new little backsplash behind you there. Looks pretty solid. Dukes, how are we feeling this week? Feel great. PLL's back. I feel like I'm back as well. Um, summer vacation is over. The Barstool one summer vacation after the 4th of July is up. Back in the office, feeling good, feeling mobile. Ankle feels good. Health feels good. Um, I know that I'm excited for your first Bar Down Beer Lounge. By the way, if you're listening right now, the cheapest ticket that you can get if you're in the tri-state area if you're thinking about going to fairfield it is in the link that's on our twitter on our instagram both our bios uh, on the crease dive bio it is 37 dollars for both games both days or one day you know what i'm saying like friday 37 dollars saturday 37 dollars that's a, that's the cheapest ticket you'll find um that does not include alcohol um right now you have to buy your alcohol on your own but it will be a great time it still will be a point the booth they'll be the goals goals will be flowing um, so yeah, if you're going to check out our field, make sure that you purchase the link uh, from the Barn and Beer Lab that we uh, give out. Again, 21 up, but it should be a great time. Jordy, how are you feeling about your first experience? You excited? Uh, one, I'm, I'm pumped to get there. Uh, pretty, pretty happy to get out to a PLL game this weekend. Uh, you know, I think the... You know, the past couple of years. So, I mean, first season I went to uh, to New York. That's where we first met, Dukes. Uh, you, you were still just a young whippersnapper, maybe doing some sort of uh, – you, you were still doing um, – uh, oh, my God, what was it called? What was it called? Uh, nosebleed. Nosebleed. So you, yeah, so you were a young whippersnapper, just make making a name for yourself out there. And, uh, yeah, so week two of PLL. Uh, then after that, I, I think I've only been to the um, – been to the Philly week. So the championship, the first year, uh, semifinals another year, and then an another championship last year. So excited to get out to another city. And I'll tell you what, Dukes, um, what I'm really excited about is just the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, I don't know if this is a me issue or I don't know if it's just a, a Barcel HQ issue, but uh, as, as renovated as the place is, Wi Fi still sounds terrible. Really? It, it, it could right be a now? me thing. So it, you're in and out. Uh, it could be a me thing though, because I'm I'm at the shore, so I'm not at my uh, not not at my regular domicile. Uh, humble brag there, but could could be a me. Th Am I cutting in and out on you? No, just video wise, but everything else is coming in good. This All is just right, classic. Cool. Just yeah, you get, some things get fixed, other things can't ever be fixed. So um, hopefully the listeners uh, they don't have any audio issues or video issues, but yeah. It is my number one weekend. Yeah. To get back to your question though. Um, I mean, I, I haven't been to a PLL event since the, the inception of the bar down beer lounge. So I am uh, fired up for that. I can't imagine a better way to watch a lacrosse game. See, here's the thing. I, I, I love lacrosse so much, like big, big time lax guy, certified lax guy uh, claimed by uh lax sports net. But, I'm not like the craziest about watching it from, 
from the stands, right? Like you, you, you play so much growing up. So like you see it from there. And then I coach. So like, I'm always seeing it from the side and like, I, I just never really got into watching it from the stands. I like to watch it on TV. I would say that the stands are actually like my least favorite spot to watch lacrosse. So the fact that we get a different angle, a different way to attack the game as a fan at the bar down beer lounge. I'm, I'm very excited for that. So uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And again, 37 bucks. Uh, that's, that's, I'm not a big math guy, but that's what um, about 1850 per game. That's a steal, which is a great $18, deal. $18 and 50 cents to watch a game of lacrosse. You get two games with that. Um, and then, yeah, then you go down to the bar down beer lounge. Anyone who's 21 and over come on by. We can drink like bandits. We can watch some lacks. I'm sure that there'll be games. You've got uh Dukes, Billy, myself, Jake will be running around RJ. Uh, a few other big names should be out in Fairfield this weekend. So it sh- should be great for anyone who can make the trip. Yeah, and before we get started here, uh, I'll just make a note. I know you as a golf guy, I'll explain the bar down beer lounge as like, you know when you're boozing, playing 18 holes, the front nine, you feel good, you feel loose. Um, that's how I feel watching the PLL games at the bar down lounge. The first half, I can give you great analysis on, on what's going on. By the second half, it starts getting a little shaky on what, what's, uh, what you really are, are actually seeing. So um, that, that's how I compare the bar down lounge to, to a little golf. But yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. And uh, let's see if you can hang with the kiddos. Yeah, we'll see. Um, listen, I'm, you know, I'm getting up there in age 31 now. I've I've learned how to pace myself a bit. So, um, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. It's everyone has a plan until they get punched, right? Um, exactly. But yeah. So for 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 uh, today's episode, we've we've got a pretty big one packed for you here. Uh, so first up, we're going to have an interview with Chaos LC. Typically backup goalie, uh, but last week in, in mini, he got a chance to uh, make his PLL starting debut. I mean, this is a guy who started in the MLL for years, so it wasn't his pro lacrosse debut starting between the pipes. But the first time getting a start in the PLL, we have Austin Count coming up here soon. I don't know if he's in the waiting room or not. Uh, but after that, we also have uh, we're, we're going to be uh, introducing our intern for the rest of the summer. Uh, there was a big time beef in the lax media Twitter sphere that we'll, uh, we'll go around and break down. And then we'll also give you our weekend preview for Fairfield. Uh, but yeah, first up, let's, let's bring up Austin Cout from chaos LC. Sparky. What's going on, brother? Jordy. How you doing, man? Good to see you. Doing good. Uh, all right. So also first off, uh, so we've had you on the show at some point, I think it was maybe a couple years ago. So I don't know if Dukes was, was the co-host at the time. So Austin Dukes, Dukes, Austin. Dukes, good to see you. How's everything going? going? Good to see you. Doing good. Good dude. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. A little banged up from the past weekend, but, uh, you know, all's well. Dude, so uh, yeah, so as I, I don't know if you were able to hear if you were in the uh, waiting room to get in, but first, first start in the PLL. Obviously, you know you had your years with the launch, you've had your years with the Lizards, but first start in the PLL. Uh, just, just how like how how did it feel to be able to get back out there? I mean, listen, you, you've got a tough job out there. You're backing up the best <laughs> goalie on the planet, so it's you know a little, little little tough situation for you there to for for playing time, but to be able to get in there, uh, get a run with the boys, obviously. It, tough outcome uh but would you i think you still had like 15 16 saves on the day 
probably eight of them with your big ass feet. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely different. I mean, sitting behind Blaze, uh, the best goalie, almost probably best player in the world, still to this day. I mean, it's tough, but at the same time. My coach kind of sat down with me at the beginning. Towers, obviously, the best coach there is. I mean, he's the player's coach. He's the man. The best warm-up speeches you can ever get. And he sat down at the beginning of the season. He was like, yo, you're going to get a start at some point this season because it's kind of like when you think about it, the NHL, NHL backup goalie plays what? I'm sure around 20% of the time, you know, because like the 20, guy 20, just 30 keep, games, probably 20, 30 games, right? So they get their, their tick because what happens if your starter does go down and you need that? game experience and I haven't really had it in the PLL but it felt good to be out there I'll be honest with you I was shaking in my britches early on just to kind of get back out there for the first time haven't seen a real live game shot in probably three four years now but you know it was a rocky start Uh, picked it up a little bit and kind of got back into it obviously wearing an extra shoe size bigger helps my feet you know you know that old trick and had a couple saves with the feet but felt good overall so I got a question for you regarding I was a backup goalie. Now you technically are a backup goalie, which is weird to say as a professional player that you are a backup. What's your safest percentage in practice? Like, do you think if you played the chaos starters that you would have like over 60% safe percentage? And this is where I always, I keep saying it too. The worst part of my game was playing against that Canadian style because they always do pull a shoulder lean or like Twister, and I just can never get a stick or anything on it. If I were to play the Chaos starters, I think just because of seeing their tendency so much, I think I could get around 60, 65%. Yeah, yeah I that's mean, what I said. I said if I, I'm long ahead, on I told, I told Jordy this every every episode, but I, I've said if I played the Garden City starting attack line at Duke for your starter, um, that that knowing, knowing your starters, that I, I Glad that this 100%. Is they have certain tendencies that you know how to pick up on and breed. I mean, but you know, say percentage in practice is, is completely different. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a different yeah. type of speed and different type of, you know, and, and as Jordan always knows back in the days, it always caters to the offensive side of the ball because we got to pump up their feelings and get them hot for the game. <laughs> Do I? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Towers is a different different breed. Maybe uh, he seems like a guy who probably gets off a little bit more on defensive stops at practice than goals. But I, I know, like practice, there, there's never a single drill that you do that ends with the defense getting a stop. It's always like, if the defense gets a stop, it's always all right. Let's go one, one more. more, one more. Okay, yeah, got got it, got to end with always. the goal. You, you you could be at practice for five hours. You're still just waiting for that one more goal, and then we can get through through the to the next drill. Yep. Um, I will do so. I mean, one like awesome, awesome to see you out there and playing. Uh, but it's been great watching you throughout these last couple of years on this chaos run. Uh, it, like you're a guy, you get a ton of face time during the games because every time there's a goal, you're always going nuts on the sideline. You're always going right to AT. AT's going nuts with you. So like you, you, it, you're a big time, big time team guy. See, huge locker room guy. And you know, you say that you know the tendencies of all the guys. Like you know the guys that you're playing with. And it seems like you know everyone who plays with you always has like sick things to say about you. So it seems like a lot of people were pumped to see you in there. Um, but like, talk to us about being like in this backup role and like being this like like you're you're just. It seems like you're the ultimate juice guy in the league. I mean, I try to pride myself on that. And it's something that I've actually, you know, I've got it a couple of the younger goalies and whether it's younger players as well that come into the league and goalies, obviously goalies, especially, I mean, there's 
not many spots when you have three at each position for mostly, you know, faceoff and goalies coming in as a rookie or even coming out of college, it's tough to crack the spot. You got the best goalies in the world that are already on spots. And then you got the second best that are hanging out right behind them. So trying to crack a lineup is really tough. And it's a big thing that I've kind of taken on myself is that like, you know, I've had my time, you know, I, I, I had my time of starting with the launch and, and the lizards and, you know, it, it, it has gotten me to where I was at today and I am embracing my role. And I've told the young goalies coming in the league, you can't be like super like mad at the starting goalie. Like, ah, I think I'm better than him. Well, go out there and earn it. If you're better than him, go out there and earn it in practice, show that you're going to be better. But the main thing that coaches are looking for is just to be a good teammate, be supportive in the role that you're going to be. It doesn't matter. You don't always have to be the guy, you know, a lot of teams need that juice guy to help keep the guys together and really grind through certain things and then talk to guys on the side when they're getting yelled at by coach. And I've just, you know, really taken a grip to it and obviously love it. You know, caffeine's my favorite partner in crime and in, in kind of <laughs> guiding me through the, the the scenarios on weekends and everything like that. But, you know, it, it, it is what it is. The role is I'm here and it was good to kind of, get my feet out there a little bit as well, just so that I am ready. If the time ever were to come, I need to go back in there and to, to know that this old dog's got a few tricks up his sleeve, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to put him uh, real quick. I just, just to follow yeah. up on that, but cause I, I don't want to put him on blast too much because I think that I, I'm starting to come around on Quint a little bit more as the years go by, as the years go by, I'm, I'm starting to not just like automatically be like, Oh, fucking Quint. Like, but he did say one thing and like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a little, um, a little biased, like always want to defend, grew up together. So want to defend you when someone says something on the broadcast, but he said something like, it like drove me nuts. He said, you know, Austin County, he got paid all last season. All he did was just stand there on the sideline with the clipboard. And to me, I was like, well, not really like, dude, like watch, what he does like on the, on the sideline again, like you're, you're like always like juiced up, always right there with AT. It feels like between, between you and AT, I, I don't know how many like Red Bulls have been shotgun, like during pregame and first quarter and, and halftime or whatever. Like you guys are both just like both fucking maniacs. And that obviously translates to the rest of the team. So just wanted yeah. to say to Quinn, you're not holding a, a clipboard. You're going fucking nuts. No, 100%. And, and the fact that, you know, that whole comment, like just collecting a paycheck, I take it upon myself to make sure that I am not just sitting there collecting a paycheck. Like I'm not just sitting down at the end of the bench, just kind of soaking in the game, which, you know, sometimes goalies do because they think they should be starting or something like that. I'm right up in the corner of the box, making sure the box stays clean, making sure that we're on size, making sure, you know, I'm, I'm engaged. And if you were to say, I guess I'm really trying to earn that paycheck. And I guess it be, could be like a, a fourth coach out there after we already have three. Dukes, welcome back after some uh, technical yeah. difficulties. <laughs> was I just pause? I'll tell you what, though, you're, you're, you're coming in, though, a lot, a lot cleaner, a lot clearer. So just yeah, battling through adversity here. Yeah, that's all. Um, Austin, I, I caught out right before I was about to ask. This is a charter. Uh, one, what's your caffeine of choice? Like your caffeine of Caffeine of choice. So this kind of has multiple parts to it. So the morning I usually wake up. It doesn't matter what city we're in, what time zone it is. It doesn't really matter. I'm rolling out of bed and I'm staring at the ceiling and it's probably 545 and I'm looking up at the ceiling like, well, it's time to get up and start the day. So 
you know, thank God I've had good roommates over the time that I can kind of tiptoe around the room, but start off coffee right out of the hotel room. Doesn't matter what it is, where I am. Then, you know, if it's a later game, we'll go to like a, a Starbucks. I'll be honest with you. We were in Minnesota. Starbucks can kick rocks over caribou coffee. That place is unreal. Unreal. It's way better. Not even close. Better quality cold brew, nitro cold brew. I mean, I someone's got to start a franchise out here. We actually already started looking it up, Blaze and I. So we're trying to start that, maybe possibly start bring that franchise out here. But I think you needed like a three mil in cash, liquid cash to prove. So I don't know how we're going to come up with that asset, but we'll figure it out down the line. Um, but then, you know, as it comes to the game time, it's the old school good pre-workout, whether it's Woke AF or Jacked 3D actually came out with a newer version that I don't know if you guys have tested the waters, but it's pretty darn close to back what we used to have in college. I'll tell you that much. So probably all in all, it comes down to milligrams wise. I mean, you're probably looking at six to 700, probably not good for my heart, but you know, whatever it takes, everyone has their own kind of tick for games, right? But there's not be for your physical heart, but for the heart of the locker room, it's probably hundred percent, hundred percent. That heartbeat's definitely going. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your Starbucks order then? Are you a nitro cold brew guy? Not necessarily. It used to be pretty good. I'm a iced coffee. If it's a if it's a grande medium, grande medium, it's one yeah. shot of espresso, one pump of caramel. If it's a venti, it's two shots of espresso, one pump of caramel, or two pumps of caramel. So the more the merrier. Just basically motor oil that you're just injecting straight to your veins. That's a ridiculous amount of caffeine. I love it. that. I think Can't before Fairfield, I'm going to try that out. Two shots of espresso and a nice coffee. I mean, if you guys are around the hotel room, drinks are on me. <laughs> just love it straight um yeah i mean i'll tell you what uh it looks like uh maddie rambo just got himself a new a new contract this today so if, if you guys are looking for anyone else to help fund uh your your coffee venture in philly i think that's that's a guy who might have some deeper pockets today than he did be, yesterday yeah. so might be knocking yeah, might, on his door looking for it might might have to um all right well uh you know what do, do me a favor so you, you went out there, you got, you played in your game and, you know, before we got on the call today, you, you did show me that there were some battle scars from, uh, from, from, from the weekend. And I'll tell you what, this right here, this is a great opportunity for us to tell people that they should really be watching the show on YouTube. Listen, if, if you listen to it on Spotify and Apple, that's also great. Uh, but the real reason why you should be subscribed to the YouTube and also watching this on YouTube is that we, we might have some bruising here for, for the boys and girls back home to see. So uh, with, with yeah. parental parental discretion, uh, I mean, this right here, this might be, listen, if you're a, a lacrosse parent and you've got a, uh, you, you know, a son or a daughter who's looking to get into the sport and thinking they're crazy enough to get between the pipes, this right here is, is just something that you might be able to expect for the, yeah. the, rest, I mean, the next 18 viewer, years. Viewer discretion advised. I mean, I, like I said, this is something that is not normal, but, you know, I'm a little bit older now, so the body's not handling it as well anymore, but I'll give it all a good show here. So you got the, got the nice ball oh right there, right in there, and then you got the nice crusher right in the dead center. Oh. So, you know. Right up in there, nice bruise. Uh, right the, so it's uh, some battle scars. 
who, I was kind of a little bit. I was looking for some blood and urine or anything like that to make sure I wasn't all right. But I think I'm okay for as of right now. I'm still here. Who who got you dead center in the chest? I'm pretty sure that was Miles Jones. You know, down the low down the alley. So see, see that that's actually something that I I, I haven't asked you about this, but I feel like like as you've progressed throughout your lacrosse playing career, like like do do you get hit by fewer shots? like the further that you've gone, like I, I feel like guys that are, that are shooting in this league are like so dialed that they're probably kind of right inside all, all the pipes. Like I, I wouldn't expect you to get drilled in the center of the chest playing in this league. So what I, you know, some guys, you know, certain angles, low in the shot clock, you know what I mean? Just trying to get one old cage, maybe get the reset, you know, could have been on purpose. Who knows? Um, but I, I always felt that as I've gotten older, I feel like I've taken actually more shots to the body because my hands might not be as quick in there that I would probably play a little bit different of an angles in certain spots to hopefully soak a shot more is kind of where it comes down to. So that one down the pipe might've been a little bit of a fluke, but the other one I kind of was just sliding offside and I'm pretty sure my chest protector must've just slid across as well and just caught skin on skin. So no big deal. Ice it up. It'll be good to go for the weekend for practice on Friday, you know? Dudes, did, uh, did you end up taking one from Jared Newman? Did... No, thank you. I got an off crossbar onto the neck. Yeah, he, okay. That's he pretty bad, it. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty bad, too. It wasn't too. fun. He was shooting Jared... flip-flops on, and I was still like, this fuck. I guess, like, his shot is... It's yeah, un, un, and it's unreadable. Like I've always said, poles are the toughest to read because you just never know. Right. They can easily bring it straight down over to. I mean, it's it's one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. I mean, he does it in practice every once in a while, and then in warm ups before games, he he kind of shoots those two balls to kind of see that speed, and it's good to see the speed from him. And it was kind of the same thing I used to do back in the day. It was like it's good to see that speed before the game because there's not many other guys that can do that. So that when you, you can see that and catch that you're going to be kind of better off kind of with the slower shots. Yeah. That's why you always had me shoot a couple extra during warmups in high school. <laughs> that's exactly. it. Exactly. it. I, I got a few more, I guess. I, yeah. For, we, we have a debate all the time. It's good to have, we always have every goal that comes on. Do you stand on the pants debate? <sighs> you know, I, I did it in college for like one year. I, I'm just, eh. I, I'm not a big sweatpants guy. I mean, first off, it's hot as it is out there, and I don't even know how you're handling that, wearing those things, unless there's, like, one of those little fans of, like, the people that in the blow-up dolls that they got on, like, the back of his heel or something like that. <laughs> it's keeping his legs cool. I mean, I know Dylan Ward does it still, and uh, I know Brett Dobson still does it. And I just – I mean, maybe I think – Maybe it just might be a mental thing for them at this point, or they truly believe that there's a little extra padding in there or catch, catches an extra save. You know, the old short to gate back in uh, the, last year where uh, J- Jack Rowlett slides in, blocks the camera because the ball went up and blazes shorts and he saved it. Maybe a little bigger clothing yeah. gets a couple extra saves, right? Yeah, and you made up – it's just, just following up. I mean, you made a good point that it's Fred Dobson and Dylan Ward right now, the PLL. You might know both Canadians. So you could see maybe there's like some body temperature issues with people up north where they're just always cold, can't really feel the heat. I mean, we can start spinning some conspiracies here. Yeah, I mean, who knows? There could be a conspiracy. There could be shin guards underneath there. You never know if that's what you want to start. Well, I, I'm, look, look, I'm not saying it. Hide the water <laughs> I'm not saying it. 
I, I could I could see Dauber oh. throwing some shinies on. I, I still want to get him in the zoo. We we gotta we gotta actually talk to him about that. Maybe maybe when we see him in person in Fairfield. I, I wanted to get him in a pair of Zubas. I think that that'd be electric. And and and, and maybe all yeah, I mean maybe all maybe that's you. I you're not a pants guy, but we need someone to bring it into the game. Cause my my biggest thing is uh I just hate when the like I like I feel like Dylan Ward, like his sweatpants just like look uh, like he doesn't like tuck them or anything. Like they just look like a mess. And the and the kid from um the kid from Penn, right? What, what was it? uh Birkinshaw? Was was that his oh, name? Yeah, Birkinshaw. He, he he also just had these these sweatpants that like look like like he got him in like 1997 and have still just been wearing these raggedy ass. So if you're going to wear sweatpants, I would like to see a little bit more style, but goalies are also weird enough as is. So I think that could be a part of it too. Like they could be just like a a superstition thing as well, that like they've always worn them. They just kept it that way. You know, always have their own ticks, you know, Connor, Connor McDavid has a pair of socks that he wears for every game. And he's been wearing these same exact socks for his entire career since he was like a peewee. And these are like the most hideous, like disgusting looking things of all time. But he just wears them all the time. He's the best hockey player in the world. So who's going to say like, hey, take off those fucking gross socks. So, yeah, I mean, I guess if Dylan Ward's winning PLL championships and NLL championships, you got to be like, all right, you can wear your disgusting sweatpants. Yep. 100%. 100%. Birkinshaw is like the ugliest goalie of all time. Not like fit like him with a helmet on, but just like aesthetically pleasing. Just like what an it, ugly goalie. I mean, it wasn't good. When I saw him play. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is this is my last question. At least I don't know if Joy is anymore. But recently, uh, a fellow Barstool podcast, Boston with the Boys, they had a beer Olympics, right? And they got like all these different celebrities, uh, players. So my one question would be, if you had a beer Olympics right now, just like the chaos guys, you have the number one pick. Who's your number one pick for a beer Olympics? Blaze Reardon. Not even a question. Not even a question. Blaze yeah. Reardon. Blaze Reardon. I mean, right. he's just he's just a great teammate overall. And then if that were going to be the case, I mean, why wouldn't you put the two big goalies right in the start of your lineup and, and just run it right through? Nobody would even stop us. Wouldn't even happen. Who, you, who would you meet in the finals? Who do you think is going to meet you guys in the finals? Who would we meet in the finals? I would have to say, oof, that is a tough one. The second, second best, Patrick Rash. I mean, Patrick Rash is a sneaky underdog that you wouldn't expect to to be, you know, right in the thick of things. He would just linger around and then come back and bite you. Um, and then it depends on who's Patrick's doing. But I think Patrick and, you know, maybe like Ian McKay would be a good team tandem i've seen those guys put down a few together that i think a good team tandem they'd work well together in certain games where one person would be the the strength and the uh you know the adversary to kind of counteract the parts and make it a good team uh um, well, i'll tell you what yeah tough 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 scene for sure uh also tough scene for dukes who just can't really figure out this wi-fi situation right now so he's uh he's he's cutting in and out and i'll tell you what sparks i, I appreciate the time that you've given uh, he's back here now we're uh, <laughs> we should probably close this thing out though before you uh you end up cutting out again. So uh Austin, we'll uh I mean we'll catch up again in Fairfield, but uh again, I, I think there were a lot of people in the lacrosse world that were pumped to see you uh get get your chance to get a start uh last weekend in, in Minnesota. Uh, I know big friend of the program, Jerry Raganese, was was pretty hyped about it as well. So uh tough, you know, tough outcome, but dude, 15, 16 saves, soak one in the middle of the chest. What more could you ask for? Obviously a win, yeah. but felt it felt great. Felt great to be out there. You know, I'm just glad that my save percentage now is at least over 
0% because I got in for one play last year and had a two ball from Ramar Dennis go in. So I was at 0% save percentage in the PLL. So it's good to be, you know, out of that hole for a little bit here. There we go. That's, that's and, and and here's the, maybe maybe this is what we'll do. Uh, so if anyone is going to be in Fairfield this weekend, if you come on over to the Bar Down Beer Lounge, um, we'll we'll figure out a way to. I, I don't know how. Maybe they have coffee on scene. Maybe we can sneak a few on, on uh, in, into the game. But let's do the uh, the Austin the Austin Cow Challenge. So uh, you can in, instead of buying Dukes and I shots, just come on over, bring us uh, Grandes with with a double love shot it. of espresso. And we'll see how many we can put down until our hearts explode. I uh, love it. I'm in. I'm in with you guys. I'll be there. I had right. a, a, I had a, one last closeout statement. Is have you guys ever seen kicking and screaming? Yes, yeah. that's probably me. Have half cap. Yes, yeah. Probably yes. Me. You guys, you guys just got a coffee cooler next to the Gatorade yeah. and water. Yeah. <laughs> just a full blown. The the huge espresso machine right next right, to the, right, the, right. keep them down. Have them ready for guys coming off. Ice them up, ready to go. Oh, that one last awesome. thing. Uh, if if you were before we get you out of here, if we were to assemble uh, just an all star team of guys from Delco and guys from Long Island, how badly would Delco Lacrosse spank the shit out of Long Island? It wouldn't even be a competition. Wouldn't even be a competition. Any year, any players take the best of Delco and the best of. Actually, you know what? It's, I'm not going to say it wouldn't even be a competition. Get, get, but get, give me, so well, it would be. I'll well, give, I would win twelve. No, come on! You got one of the best. You got two of the best goalies ever to come out of all professional cross. So where are your guys scoring goals? And you know, actually three. I'll put myself in that list. You know, there so you Doherty, Drew Adams, and then as well as me. You know, throw me in there. I'll get like the end of the fourth quarter and we'll get a little bit of a playing time and tick in there. But they're not, they're not just winning face-offs. Not winning face-offs. Greg Grandland, not even close. Keep it coming. I mean, and what, what rules are we playing? Especially if we're playing international rules, you guys are just never going to have possession. It'll just take too long. Wait, wait, and then I, whoever I, I does get the ball gets stripped by Kyle Sweeney. Yeah. I mean, take it to Kyle Wharton from deep. Throw out Brian Christopher down the alley. I mean, keep it coming. Yeah, I mean, a lot, long island by 10. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. <laughs> I, I had to think about the first off of Ralph Earhart. I mean, come on. Schneider. We'll see. It it's it got to be, be done. It's got to be. We got to bring back, like, the, like, I think that we have to do the, like, under our underclassmen games, it's like Philly, New Jersey. We just have to do this. I hate how they class. got, I don't understand why they got kind of, like, Paused on that. I don't understand. They don't do that. It's great. I'm pretty. I don't know if they do. They do the underclassmen games still. I don't even remember I, if they. Do. I honestly I, just I, assumed I, I, this is breaking news to me, and I'm. So I, so, so I could be making so, that up too. I could so, be just so I, 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 yeah. So, so let's I go after Under Armour altogether. <laughs> I don't know. So I don't think it's Under Armour games anymore because one, Under Armour is getting out of lacrosse in general. Yep. But the, there, there's oh, wow. some other might be like Corrigan Sports or something like that. But there, there is this essentially the same thing. But yeah. Um, but I would, I would actually love to see. Yeah, because let listen, un, underclassmen like they have so many more years to to play lacrosse. Like, give us a give us a that, but for just like. I mean, I would I would like to add pros in there as well, but I would also like to see one just for just for beer yeah. league guys. Just, just the backups, the guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll piece together those rosters. Austin, uh, may, maybe you can be our GM and uh, we'll, we'll figure out something on that, but we'll, uh, yeah, we'll yeah. run into you in Fairfield. Uh, everyone who won't be in Fairfield, make sure to check in uh, this weekend. Who, who do you guys have? I should probably know this by now, but uh, lo- looking at the schedule, we've got the chaos taking on Atlas, the 8.30 p.m. game on Saturday. Saturday night lacks uh, chaos, trying to get themselves back into the win column against the Atlas, another team looking to get their season back on track. So it should be a good one. Check it out on ESPN+. Plus. Austin, thanks for coming out, brother. Damn sure. Dudes, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Austin, thank you. See ya. All right, and that was Austin Cout. Yeah, I, dude, I do think – I mean – yeah like there, there's got to be a better way like you get something similar to it like when you go to lake placid i feel like most of those games like end up being kind of uh just all geography based but i would love to see like a team philly versus a team baltimore versus a team long island versus a team upstate versus a team uh new england like of, of just all dudes that are 30 and over maybe well the guys, guys who are 25 and over and just haven't played Thanks. pro. I actually appreciate that. And I also just turned 25. So that's perfect. Um, yeah. Actually, there's this cool, this is free ad free ad. There's this cool tournament out Long Beach, Long Island. I got a DM about where they wanted to put like a barstool team together. I was like, I can't play because my ankle, but just playing. And it's like a free open bar if you win. So if anybody uh, is interested in this, there's a Long Beach, Long Island tournament. That just sounds like a great time. Just playing lacrosse on the beach. And the fact is, is like, are the winners actually the losers where like you lose 10, nine, two games. And all of a sudden you're 15 seconds on the beach. Sounds amazing. Um, and then if you win the thing, you get a free open bar, which is like also like right on the beach. Sounds magnificent. Uh, so like maybe we could do something with that where we just go geography based next year, you and yours versus me and mine, Philly boys versus Long Island boys. Yeah. I like that. It's not a bad um, idea. And and maybe neither of us play. Maybe maybe we just coach. Right. I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't know. If we I, need, I, I, I know I wouldn't start. <laughs> you, you you snapped your ankle playing men's I'm league done. or in an alumni game. I've toured my ACL playing men's league, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing as well. But we can coach. I think that, and then we can both of us get the open bar win win. Yeah, um, I saw I saw some guy yesterday, some guy PLL guys yesterday going to like practice. They're like, oh, you should come up sometime. I was like, absolutely fucking not. It's like you guys see me play. You guys are like, this guy's a joke. You guys won't listen to anything I say serious. If you even take me serious, you really won't see, take me serious. And I was like, and I'm also not ever doing a cut. I don't think ever again. Or just like I I, I can't see it right now. I just get so it's like weird about it. But no, nah, you, you hit a certain point in your life where you don't. What what do you need to cut unless you're like. Unless you're cutting the lawn. Yeah, or maybe maybe you're like running away from like an assailant. Like maybe there's just like a crazy dude running the walking through the streets in New York City, and you have to like. But but even then, I don't know. I would maybe just bulldodge him. Dude, I actually said that. It is crazy how vulnerable. If somebody just attacked me, I couldn't even speak up for myself right now. I I wouldn't (laughs) run. I can't like like they could just see me looking. Let's just go beat the shit out of this kid. Like I can't do anything. Listen, I, I, I trust our listeners. I think that they're all good, wholesome people, but it sounds to me right now like you're challenging people to, hey, come fuck me up, and I can't do anything Dude, about it. I was at the bar two weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago for my birthday, and I had some kid, when I was like in the scooter and all, trying to trying to fight me, and I was like, this is an, this is an insane proposition. Like, I am on a scooter. Like, this is – if I was in a wheelchair, you wouldn't try to fight me. Like, what's the difference between a wheelchair and a scooter? It was crazy. Well, uh, equal rights. 
right? Right. You would you would think. You would think. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess like I like, yeah. like like just like just because you're you're currently handicapped doesn't mean you can't get get those hands. Uh, maybe it was a Maryland fan still pissed off about Notre Dame by five, but yeah, or it was just like anybody that's ever grown up on Long Island who's just like fuck this guy. <laughs> that could also be the case. Also, probably uh, a Delco kid hearing me talk shit about Delco all the time. Well. I don't, I don't Not many Delco kids end up making it up to New York. We all just stay in Delco forever. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so that was a great, great interview with Austin. It felt good to get another interview under our belts. We haven't done a ton of interviews uh, so far this season. First off, with the college kids, it's just always so it's, – it's a pain in the ass getting those kids on the show. And then, um, you know, obviously both of us had, had a bunch of stuff that we had to take care of aside from lacrosse over the past couple of weeks. So we haven't been able to lock up any interviews. So uh, great to get Austin Cout on the, uh, on the program this week. It was also great to watch him play uh, last week. We got a big slate of PLL games coming up this weekend in Fairfield. But before we get to that, we got a couple other things – uh, that we want to talk about. Do we want to bring in, uh, introduce the intern now, or do we want to talk about the Twitter beef? Let's bring in the intern now, um, show our winner, and then uh, we can catch him maybe up to speed on uh, the Twitter beef if he's not. All right, and as he comes in, I got to let my dog in the room. The winner of the intern search, Matt Nestler. How's it going? Dukes, Jordy, I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys. It was uh, it was a fun uh, couple weeks there, getting the boys uh, rallying on Twitter and uh, getting the chance to do this. So thank you guys, Matt. I'll tell you what, man. You uh, you've got a lot of friends. That that's that's a cool thing, man. You know, not not to say that all the other uh, intern interviewees were a bunch of nerds, uh, but but you clearly had the the biggest friend group and the, uh, the most loyal friend group. I mean, the, the Nestler hive was buzzing, uh, all week long. So every time I, every time I checked on Twitter, didn't see any votes coming in on threads. Uh, but every time I checked on Twitter, it was just more, more Nestler hive coming in with the votes. So, uh, pretty, pretty cool for you, man. Congrats on all the friends. Thank you. It was, uh, it was a lot of the fellows uh, from Cabrini, my hometown Chatham. And then, uh, there were some some burner Twitter accounts that I was never able to find out who they are, and they were throwing some support for Nestler. So as good as it felt to get support from a lot of the fellows, I found it real funny when I'd see some, a tweet from someone who I had no clue who it was, and uh, that felt real good. So I appreciate it. It, it. it was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that you – a testament to how bad you wanted to do this. Um, we really don't know what we're going to do with you, to be honest. Like we, I have, no I have zero idea. Uh, I don't think Jordy has any idea too. But you made it very, it, you made it very easy. I mean, it, it almost was like going into round two of the interviews. Like someone would have to kill it. Whoops. Somebody would have to kill the interview, or just like really show. Um, or someone would have of, to kill Matt. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew it was over when I was at the columns in the Jersey Shore, and I had people coming up to me being like, "Give it to Nestler," and it wasn't what? just like one or two. It was people like across the bar with like <laughs> hire Nestler. Um, and I, it, it did help. I think that like half of Chatham also was happened to be at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that'll go so, south really like that. Yeah. So just congratulations to you. And, Thank uh, you. yeah. Um, well, well, we do this through like September. Um, I guess our, your first task as intern, um, will be if we can actually do the Cabrini, uh, documentary, if you can get 100%. in touch with the coach. Um, yep. see if there's a possibility so then we could try to give it to 
people at Barstool and see if we can do anything with it. We uh, we can 100% make that happen. Uh, that inside scoop I gave you guys on Coach Tommy DeLuca being hired. He's in there as the head coach. I think they're, the Cabrini team's closing in on being at the number they need to have like a season in the spring. I think they need to hit a certain number. I want to say it's 35. Um, I've, I've been trying to get someone to get over there still, even though with getting the internship, I'm still recruiting. Um, but I'm hoping to have a season if they do. We uh, we got the green light from the head coach, the players, and we, we have some people who are more than willing to help. So we have, we'd have all behind-the-scenes access, whatever whatever you guys need. The coach said he's got us. So shout Sweet. out. Yeah. Fans. All right. Awesome. That sounds, that sounds great. Yep. Um, I think that people will really enjoy that. Um, I think that would be a cool documentary. But, yeah. Um, congratulations again. Thank you. Uh, what are you doing this weekend, Matt? This weekend, I was actually getting together with some of the Cabrini, Cabrini alums, uh, down in their territory down in Cape May. Um, I'm a flexible, I'm a flexible cat. I I can change my plans around, but, uh, that, that's really all I'm doing is seeing some of the, the guys from my recruiting class down there in Cape May. All right. Well, if you take a wrong turn and end up in Fairfield, uh, <laughs> I, I might have to see if I can make that happen, especially yeah. if you guys are going to be there. I might. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll have a, we have plenty of weekends. Really don't worry. You can make it to anyone that we go awesome. to. Um, yeah, awesome. Always good to get together with the boys. So really don't worry about it. If you do have to make a wrong turn though, it should be Rafferty <laughs> stadium, 37 bucks for two yeah. PLL games. You're not included. It should be a great time. You got um, it. You got it. Yeah. I would not drive your car though home. Cause it, it's going <laughs> to be a zoo. Yeah, it's gonna be a zoo. Um, but yeah, uh, congratulations again. Did you hear about any of this Twitter beef? Uh, you guys talking about with, uh, Ty Zanders and I, I'm not sure how to pronounce the other guy's name that Chris. Chris Yes. Chris. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I think I follow Ty Zanders despite him, uh, you know, not giving me that love in high school that I was looking for. I could have been, I could have been number one recruit. You never know. But uh, I've followed him since high school, and that popped up on my page, and I just saw sort of lacrosse Twitter going after it a little bit. And uh, I, I looked into a little bit of the backstory on it between uh, what that, that that Chris guy released and sort of why right. he did it. And uh, I thought it was funny. I, I'm, I'm kept up, but I feel like you guys might have a little more info than I do. Yeah, Jordy, you want to give the people a little background on what the beef is? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, one, I, I mean, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast right now or you're watching the pod, like you're probably a lacrosse sicko in general. So you're, you're probably <laughs> yeah. up, up to date yeah, on what's happening. You sick fuck. Turn this off. <laughs> you, like, like, but if, if you're watching or listening, it's, it's the middle of July. You're, you're a lacrosse sicko. You probably know everything that's going on, but for the, for the few people that might not be as clued in or, you know, maybe I, I also always think like way more people are actually on Twitter than, than there are. Uh, so there are probably a decent amount of people here who have no idea what I'm talking about, but it all goes back to uh so Chris Yastrzemski friend of the program, uh, Philly guy, big, big fan of Chris. He's uh, he's, he's on the NHL and TNT crew as well. Uh, one of the best, data researchers that you'll ever meet uh but he's a uh, i mean guys dialed in he's he's an insider in the lacrosse world he's uh, you know he's look, looking to be i don't know if he's looking to be but he's he's pretty much i i'd say that chris jast and ty zanders for college lacrosse are probably the sham and, and woge 
So I, right. I, I, th I think that that's probably a, a, a fair comparison for the two of them. Uh, so Chris, uh, he had the scoop that Dave Petromala will be stepping down as the defensive coordinator at Syracuse, and he'll be going to uh, Chapel Hill to take a role with the UNC Tar Heels. That way he'll get a chance to coach his sons. Uh, I mean, listen, first off, there, there's something to talk about there with, uh, with Petro stepping down at Cuse. I, I think it's, it's a good move. Um, you know, the, the guys, you got kids that are playing in college. You want to be able to watch your kids play. Now he's going to be able to watch him play every single day of practice. So uh, I, I don't think that that's much of an issue at all with Petro stepping down at Cuse to go to, to UNC for that. Uh, but with Petro stepping down, there were then uh, some roles or there's, there's a role to fill in Syracuse now with a, uh, for a new defensive coordinator. And let me see if I can, uh, let me see if I can bring this up on Twitter. And when probably... you're bringing it up, when you're bringing it up, let me just say that yep. if Dan Aresti is hearing this right now, he's not going to like that. He wasn't included as a champion. Uh, yeah. Well, I, we I don't make, know. Like... Maybe, maybe Yastrzemski is technically like, do you remember that guy that like Lakers fan that tried breaking news on Twitter a couple years ago and he, he was completely wrong. And he got no, but but, but, Chris, but Chris gets everything right. I I feel like there's got to be like he does. He no, he does. He does. He does. But this this certain scenario. I mean, did this bump him down from Shams level to maybe uh, this this guy that's getting memed to death, or it does this elevate his status to like a Chris Broussard like sources? Chris, like mm. how part of my take was like Chris Broussard sources sources sources. This could be. Uh, I, I'd say I'd say that Acello is still at the uh, Chris Broussard with the. I mean, he still got the the T to Denver to to yep. think about. So that, that was a big time sources. Uh, yeah, I don't know where to. I, I don't really. I'll be honest. I don't we follow. And we I, should I do this. Follow, well, yeah, here's yeah. what is it? What is it for? Maybe it's more like the NFL. So you have uh, Schefter, you have uh, Rappaport, and then you have Jake Laser. So maybe, maybe okay. that's that's more of what it is, and I, I would I would give Dan Jake Laser. I think that that's that'd be a cool guy to be. Um, but anyway, so now we bring it up. So it all it all goes back. Uh, all right, so there's a tweet. So Cuse M Lax needs a new DC to replace Dave Petromala. Who's it going to be? With insight from my guy Chris Jass and other sources, here are some names to consider. That's from Brent Axe Media. Uh, Chris Jass then says that you know the, the names that he's heard now here's the thing this is where i think that uh that th this is where we get into semantics right. i don't think that chris jass ever said that any of these names have either reached out about the uh the opening for dc at syracuse and i don't think that he said that any of them have been talked to about it he just said that these are names to consider so joe amplo ron caputo travis crane john galloway ryan wellner um, and then pretty, pretty soon after Joe Amplo came out and uh, quote tweeted, Chris, he said, Chris, where did you hear this from? Would love to check your sources. I know I am not going anywhere. I already have the best job in America and a great relationship with my AD. Hope you get the clicks you were looking for. Obviously Joe Amplo, uh, coach at the Naval Academy. So that right there, little, again, I, semantics. Did he say that Joe Amplo was, contacted about the job that he said that joe amplo was interested interested in the job or were those just names that syracuse should consider we'll have to wait to find out we, we need to get chris and ty on the show to to uh to to talk about that but then that's 
I mean, that opened up the door for a lot of people then to come around and, and dunk, dunk on Chris. Sources were off, right? Joe Amplo, not, not interested. All of a sudden, pe- like you got a lot of people, like Joe Amplo's people being like, yeah, you fucking clown. Like that's, you know, that wasn't true. Right. In comes Ty Zanders. Quote tweeting, can also add Peter Pan, Kirby Smart, and Lizzo to this list. Really quick, I jump in. That was funny. Yep. Yeah. It's it's good. It's a good. That's a good listen. chirp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like, you can't it, be you can't be Syracuse. Sorry, you can't be Syracuse. Who's like, all right, like, yeah, we want these guys. Does that mean you're gonna get these guys? But like, I don't think it's ridiculous to put Joe Amplo on that list after Kevin Cassis left Lehigh after all those years to be an associate head coach. I don't think it was that crazy that like Joe Amplo hasn't also had the success that I think he would have had at this point at Navy that he found at Marquette. Um, I don't think it was that crazy of a, a suggestion. Um, and I don't think anybody else in that list was that crazy. I think it was big time names yeah, like, like Galloway who's found success at Jacksonville. Um, like it's not, like he's but, but, the coach but, but, yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's, a Syracuse, he's a Syracuse guy. So, I, like, it, 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 they're yeah. all names that make sense. That Syracuse yeah, should that, want. Syracuse should want. Syracuse should want. But it, it's a funny tweet by Ty. Right, right. It's With, one of those things where, like, in college basketball, it's like it's like uh, Brad Stevens. Like, uh, if he says no, you got to ask Jay Wright unless t- till he says no. John Galloway, you got to ask until he says no. Joe Ampley, you got to ask until he says no. Yeah. Uh, but then, so, uh, so then Chris quote tweets that, wholly unprofessional. This is some loser energy. Well, so yes and no, it's, it was funny, but I guess you could say unprofessional. And then I guess you also have, there's like a, you gotta like, like what, what is inside lacrosse? Like, are they, are they us? Are they like the, like ESPN? Like, like what is inside lacrosse and how do they operate? So you could say it was unprofessional. It's, it's not like Ty Zanders is like constantly out here, just like fucking chirping guy. Like he's just like out here ranking the top 118 year olds in, in, in the world. Um, so unprofessional, maybe yeah, not under- in lacrosse, not in lacrosse. He's just ranking <laughs> just, 18 year olds. Who are the best 18 year olds in yeah. the world, man? <laughs> like, <laughs> give them to me, give it to me straight. Yeah. And they're probably all from Connecticut for some reason. Um, but yeah, so wholly unprofessional. This is some loser energy. Yeah. I mean, maybe unbefitting of, of, of his post, but uh, so then, this, this starts a little back and forth, so we'll just go through it. Uh, so then Ty responds to that. Chris, I've always respected you, and you've been all over scoops this summer, but calling someone unprofessional while you're less than 48 hours removed from breaking the news about Petro before he could tell his team is pretty wild. Feel like a legend deserves better than that. So now it's now we've got a bit of a respect off here, right? So it's uh, – I, I love the the leading with it, right? Like I, I've I've always res- like I've just like clowned the shit out of you in my previous tweet, being like, "Look at this fucking jerk off." Yeah, Peter Pan and Kirby Smart are going for it too, but no, 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 I respect you. So it's it's just like a good way of it's, it's 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 like a it's like a reverse. Like he should have said like, "Hey, no offense," before <laughs> that, like no offense, but you could add like Peter Pan and Kirby Smart to the like. It, it's kind of like you remember that he didn't say no offense in that tweet. So he just had to rectify it with the next one being like, well, hold up. I've always respected you, but um, now I don't really know what he's getting at here with like where, where breaking the Petro news is unprofessional. Like that, that's my hang up on it. Do I get it? Sure. But like, 
like if Schefter gets a scoop, well, fucking Nestler over here, Nestler had a scoop, and and we got that out. No one knew about. Uh, we didn't uh, even ask. Top, 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 <laughs> Luke, yeah, we didn't ask. Nestler and, was just like, "Yo, I think I know who the next Cabrini coach is." We're like, "Tell us." <laughs> Easy and, and, squeeze and, out of all time. And and Nestler's a pro's pro, so he just gave that scoop right away because he knows he that when when you're in the when you're in the biz of of scoops, when you're in the scoop biz, like you can't like. It's basically like I, I it's an it's a scoop, right? An ice cream scoop, and you don't want to hold on to that ice cream scoop while it melts in your hands and it drips all over. That's a fucking mess. You want to get that scoop out quick, and that that's really? I mean that that's that's the that's the biz right there. You got to be first on it. Um, so I mean, Chris had it first. He had the scoop. He broke the Petro news. That seems to be like his profession. To, to do that. So I don't really understand calling that one unprofessional Dukes. Any thoughts on that while I, um, yeah. I, oh, you know, I, actually one more time. Yeah. Let, let, let's, I think that this is the last one and then it, um, and then it kind of just fizzled out. So after the Chris, I've always respected you in professional, unprofessional shit. Uh, Chris then comes back happens often in the league I work in, which by the way, great flex by Chris Jass, just making sure everybody knows that he works in the NHL. Uh, happens often in the league I work in. I don't know what to tell you, bud. And I don't know what you're trying to get at. Have a great night. My messages are open. As you know, since you follow me, if you would like to elaborate more cheers, I mean, that is just like a, listen, I, I know Chris Jast kid, kid, he's a sweet kid. That was, that was, that was like the biggest prick tweet that you could, that you could send just want, Hey, I work in the NHL. Hit him with a bud. Um, uh, have a great night, and you you can DM me because I know that you follow me. And then ending it with a nice little uh, sar- sarcastic cheers with the exclamation. I mean, that was just like I I was I was proud it was of the tweet that, that you could put. Yeah, it was oh, a tweet yeah, you but, could put out. If but, I was Ty, I'd be fuming. Oh my god! Like you know that that's one where. And so let me see if I can get a timestamp on this one. All right, so that's sent. It's eight thirty six p.m. Uh, that one set, and you know for a fact that like Ty was like had to be fuming, and probably like he's like laying in bed later that night going to sleep, and the whole time like the, everything about that just rattling around in his mind, and he's thinking about like all the things that he like could say back to him, but he's like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that. Like a bigger man, be a big, bigger man here, but like you know that that's I, like that was, and listen, once you get to the like, so so Chris called Ty unprofessional. And then Ty threw back unprofessional at Chris. At that point, the gloves were off, right? So I think right. that I, I think that sending the biggest prick tweet ever, like I, I think that that was appropriate for the moment. The the feud had escalate had escalated to the point where it's time to take the gloves off and just throw start throwing fucking just pure douchery around. And Chris, I mean, landed a heavy knockout punch with that one. I think that first off, too, when it comes down to who sat him on, it, it, I think that it was a tight battle. I think it was two heavyweights. You got uh, the, the lacrosse media going after the high school lacrosse media. What it comes down to for me is, one, if what Chris said is true and, and Petro was recruiting for UNC at events with no Syracuse colors on, then it's free game. Two, yes, would it have been different if it was like in-season or students were still on campus – and Chris broke the news before Petro could tell his players that are on campus. Yes, but yeah, like people like are joining the, the transfer portal. Yeah, 
Petro was, was like walking to the locker room to tell everybody right. what was going on, and Chris like swooped in and got to it before. Like, right. if, if if like Chris like like shut the door on Petro and like screamed into everyone, "Hey, this guy's leaving." Yeah, it's fucked up, but like, what? So Petro couldn't tell the fucking team over a group me that he's leaving for a different school. Kids are like sick. If I don't play next year, I'm going to transfer with you. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I thought the whole thing was hilarious because one, uh, it's like, it, and also when people talk about like. Like sources, what's right, what's wrong, what's professional, what's not. You shouldn't do this. It's not the right thing. We're crossing. Like, I don't, it's like, how are we going to make it sport if we're not going to have the chapters of the world? Like, somebody has to play that role. And Cass is playing it very well. Uh, Dan Arrestia plays it very well. Ty is getting into it a little bit more. I know he's been in high school for a while, but he's on break news even today. Um, so yeah, I, I think did, that, he, did I, he break the? Uh, I think he broke the Matt Rambo contract news. He maybe. did, like, which I mean, yeah, I, 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 I need to hear Dan Dan Arrestia's take. Been Dan on top, was mowing the lawn or something. But um, I, I would want to throw my hat into the ring because uh, I have. I, I'm going to get this source off. I'm going to just add four names that I've heard. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, the the serious defensive coordinator job. Is coming down to Pudo, Crane, Andrew, and Jordan Stevens. So those are the final four from what I'm hearing. I just want to say that if I could play that role as well, I, I think that I could. I think I could coach up that defense. Um, are, are are you saying this because uh, Caputo reportedly only interviewing at Cuse to put pressure on John to get Duke the associate head? coaching title and to have keys waiting instead of matt do we have the same exact probably, source i would probably say also like computer does not want to be a head coach uh he's interviewing to get a few more dollars out of duke hunter stein is the current favorite <laughs> so we have so we have yeah, a source i knew, I knew no I, I i knew you had it I, that's why i said it <laughs> Um, I'll tell you what I, I would actually, and I, I would love to throw my hat into the ring as well, but I just like, I want people to give me, just give me your gut feelings and then I'll run with them as scoops. So I don't, I don't care if they're accurate. Like I, I, I just want to get into the mix a little bit. I feel, I, I always feel left out during the shit. So like, give me whatever you think is going to happen. Maybe you have an actual insight into, into it or not, but just give me your gut reactions and I'll, I'll send them off as scoops. Sources say. Yeah. I, I just want to add one thing to that. The amount of fucking, I'm heated. I get randomly heated during this shit, but the amount of fucking people in the DMs are like, I could fucking do your job. I have people that play at Syracuse, Hopkins, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tight in the lacrosse community, blah, blah. I play club in South Carolina. Okay. You know, everybody in the lacrosse community, give me your fucking scoop. Then everyone says yeah. that they do this shit. Cause they know everyone <laughs> in the lacrosse community. When it comes to the scoops thing, nobody knows fucking shit. <laughs> I can, uh, I can honestly. Yeah. Nestle, maybe, maybe. All right. So dudes, you said you don't know what we're going to get out of Nestler this summer. Maybe, right. maybe he can be the scoop filter. I yeah, can anybody with drop your handle right now on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is Matt underscore Nestler 40 and my Twitter is M Nestler 40. N E S T L E R. This is for anybody that thinks they know shit, that wants to be an insider, but they're scared of their job or anything, send every tip, every contract, every transfer portal, every coaching change, any rumor, honestly, just rumors. And they can be made up. Send them my way. Send them your way. 
And then host uh, like any, any, or any thought you have in general, just send him his way. I'll Matt, do you want to put your phone number out there? And also, if you think you can do his job better than he can, I don't know. You, you, you can text Matt all of your all of your scoops, and then you can just filter the scoops, and then you send us your best five scoops of the week if if you get enough. Actually, I'll, I'm gonna read out Matt's number right now. It's seven three two six eight one five zero five five. Looking forward to all the looking forward to all those text messages, <laughs> Jordy. I was gonna say that I can I can try my best to get you any inside Cabrini scoops if they get word there's a season. I'll try to get word before it gets out there. Maybe you can break that news that there'll there'll be a season for sure. All right, love that scoop. Uh, all right, yeah, and, and everyone just again send everything you can to to Matt. Best, yeah, just give us your your best scoop of the week, and we'll see if any of them hit. I'll I'll be waiting for him. I'll pass those along. Nestler, the scoop man. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So I think that I, I agree with your assessment. I think that it was a it was a good tight battle. I think that both guys landed some good shots. Uh, both guys probably missed a couple as well. Uh, I think at the end of the day, I'm probably still going to give the decision to Chris Jast. I, I think that that fine. Like, get you get into an argument with someone, getting the last word in means everything. Right. Like you, you made him, you made the other guy tap out. So whether it's, oh, I'm going to be the bigger man and just step away from this or not, um, getting the last word in means that you, you usually win. So I'm going to give him the win there. But it was a tight decision and it was so tight. I think that it's like perfect that we need a rematch at some point. So, um, would, would love to see just, just another dust up and maybe it can happen here. So we'll, we'll, we'll try to facilitate Ooh. something to get both of those guys on. And maybe we could bring in a special guest. Uh, to, to help mediate it because I know I can't mediate for shit. I have an idea. All right, I like that. That's a, a good. That's a good tease. Um, all right, so we should probably wrap up that portion of the show and uh, just just do some quick talks about uh, this coming weekend in uh, PLL. Yeah, Nestle, you can stay on if you want to give picks. Um, you also are free to leave. Whatever you want to do. I'll, I'll give picks if you guys want to keep me on here. I'll stay on it. You guys want to give me the axe whenever I'll pop off. So well, we can we can let you give some picks. We'll give some. We'll we'll, we'll fly by this. Um, again, yeah. So uh, again, really quick, I just want to one one last promo for the again going to Fairfield. You should be going to Fairfield. It's the best place. It's my number one place to watch a lacrosse game. So much fun. Thirty seven dollars for Friday's games. Thirty seven dollars for Saturday's games. Beer not included. Twenty one up bar down beer lounge. It's gonna be an absolute zoo. Me, Jordy, Billy, football. Um, some other special guests will be in attendance there. So make sure you buy your tickets. Um, last year, they really showed out. I think that with the bar down line lounge, it'll even double how fun last year was. So I'm excited. And uh, yeah, let's yep. get into the games. All right. Well, it all gets going uh, this Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, all these games streaming on ESPN Plus. The first game on Saturday, also on ESPN Two. But we've got Water Dogs taking on the Whip Snakes. Whip Snakes one and three uh, on, on the year so far. And Dukes, I know that you. Um, I mean, right now you're still you're still long on the Whip Snakes, but you know, listen, they're they're goal differential, right? They're scoring different. They're still plus two, right? They're one and three, but they're plus two in the scoring differential. They've been right there. Like, I think their first two games of the season were both one goal losses. So they're kind of right there, but they're also in a weird spot where they need to get a win 
pretty soon here to get things going. Um, and the water dogs, they, I mean, they've just been buzzing around so far. So they're three and one uh, to, to start the year. Uh, I think they, they, what they started off with the, with the loss, but then they've won three straight since I want to say that that's how things have gone for them. Um, offense is looking good. Sowers is looking good. McArdle's looking good. Uh, do we have any update on Connor Kelly for this weekend? Uh, I'll look it up right now. I think that reports are kind of coming out slowly. Um, let me just do quick research, which is just nope, Twitter. No one's got that scoop yet. No, it's a <laughs> scoopless on, on CK 40, but, uh, I Dan mean, Arrestia. Dan Arrestia. Jack Hanna is off the physical, physically unable to perform list. Um, no word yet on Connor Kelly. Nick Cardell released. They'll have to make another move when Kelly, Kelly comes off the PUP. Okay. Well, so, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, like even without Connor, I mean, he, he's a huge part of that offense. Obviously he had a, a, a massive game in um, what was that Columbus week maybe, but, uh, but I mean, even without him, the water dogs can, can put up numbers. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I think the whip snakes, they, they've been also injury, uh, run through the injury bug so far this year. I don't know what their lineup is looking like right now, but again, this is a this is a team that probably needs to get themselves going because you look at what they did in the championship series, right? Like fucking Stags looked like he hated his goddamn life every single time that they cut to him on the broadcast. This guy fucking hates losing in this league, whether it's right, you know, the regular season or when they're playing sixes, like this guy's just not cut out for losing games. So I think for, you know, just the sake of Jim Stagnita, his own personal health, probably like relationships and everything like that, this guy needs a win in the worst way right now. Yeah. I, I'm not as, I know you're very low on the whip snakes. I, I'm, I still like the whips. I still think they're a top tier team. Um, they had the second best odds to win the whole thing going into last week. So I very much believe in them. I also really like the Water Dogs. Um, I think that one of the issues I had with the Water Dogs coming into this year was the face-off X. They weren't going to have Withers uh, for a majority of the year, if not for the year at all. Um, I think that he is – I think that they just showed that they don't really need a face-off X. Uh, they're taking advantage of that 32-second shot clock. <sighs> I'm actually going to lean with the whips on this one. Um, I, I do. Th- I think this is a little bit of a – must win because as weird as it sounds, not must win, but you know you want you want a top position for them. They're going to make the playoffs, but yeah, I, I'm going to roll with the uh, with the whips in this one. Yeah, I mean, again, you go so they're one and three right now. You've already had the big break for the world championships after this weekend. Then what? It, it's All Star weekend, so you've got another break there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to that. That's you're, you'd be one and four heading into the all-star break after only playing what two games over the course of like right. a month and a half. Like you, you need, you need to get something going here. You need to get it soon. Maybe, maybe given Matt Rambo, that contract extension is just a little bit of the extra reassurance that they need heading into this one. I, I also, I like whips in a, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it a must win as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll label it a must win. Uh, I, again, is this, is this the first must win of the season? And also, I do think it's very contingent on if Connor Kelly plays or not. I, I need to know if he's playing because the hometown kid last year put put in a game winner in overtime. Um, so that is very much to be determined. But if Connor Kelly does not play, I'm, I'm taking the whip snakes. Nestle, your, your pick on this one? I'm going. I'm going with the whip snakes. I just spent three days at the cursed brothers lacrosse camp, and 
seeing Connor Curse get that ball loose. I mean, he he he's feeling he's dialed this week. I'm expecting a big game out of the Whip Snakes. If it's not Connor Curse, he's he's going to do his job as a good teammate and get those boys going. So I'm gonna stick with the Snakes. All right, love it. Uh, all right, so Friday at 8:30, second game of the slate, we've got the Archers taking on the Redwoods. There will be at least one team heading into uh, the All Star break at four and one. Uh, so both of these teams three and one to start the year. Uh, Archers, I mean, th- this is a team that uh, I mean, these guys. Th- this is these are not your fathers archers right these are not your old these are not your older brothers archers right this is a team where uh you know previous years yeah they they were regular season heroes but they they just kind of lacked uh dukes i mean you brought this up a lot where they just didn't have the the specialty players to really keep up when you need to in the playoffs but this is a complete team um they're doing a lot of this without a ment so far and uh i mean this team looks good and they're just buzzing through uh i mean what they they just beat the whip snakes 15 to 12 uh offense looked great in that one and then redwoods i mean you've got i'd say probably the two i I don't i don't know what the what the odds are right now but probably the two favorite picks to win the uh the mvp with Ryder garnsey and rob pinnell running the show for the redwoods right now um so i mean those two guys one what a it's not a breakout year for Ryder Garnsey, right? But it's uh, it's it's definitely uh, like this is this is probably the best Ryder Garnsey that we've ever seen, and then to get the best Ryder Garnsey that we've ever seen the same year that we're getting a throwback vintage Rob Pinnell season, Redwoods are Redwoods are dangerous. So, Dukes, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I actually I like the Archers in this one minus one and a half uh, with with the juice right there. I think that the Redwoods are. Have two MVP caliber players, obviously with Rod or, or Rob, and right now I think that that's a safe bet to place one of them right before All Star break on uh, one of those excellent players. But again, you know how high how high I am on the Archers. I think they're the odds on favorite to win it all. Um, we see specialty. They're special. They're getting. It's kind of hilarious that like the one year they probably don't need the specialist as much, uh, with like and Sisselberger's having an, an All Star year. I, I just think it's very funny how that's like kind of evening itself out. Uh, if this, the 32-second shot clock was implemented two years ago with the Archers won the championship because the face-off shows that, like, you don't need to win face-offs to win the game. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm taking the Archers in this one. Uh, I just think that efficiency-wise on the offense, offensive and defensive end, uh, there's still cream of the crop. And uh, Haas is still a beast. Mac O'Keefe lets it sling. I, I think that, like, that, that pickup's huge. I feel so bad for Grant Amon, but – yeah, I like uh, Archers minus one and a half in this one. Uh, yeah, you know what? Do I, th- I think I gotta go. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. It, I'm. I'm like. I mean, this is all, all these games are, are toss ups. They are every week. Uh, I'm just trying to think about who I trust more in between the pipes. I'm. I'm a. You know, Do- Dobson or Jack Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I, th- I think I I think I like Dobson to have a, a big game, and I kind of also have to go Archers. This is going to be a pretty uneventful uh, podcast if if we just keep having the same picks. But uh, well, we don't have the same picks officially because if Count and Kelly plays, I'm taking the one. Okay, yeah, there there we go. Yeah, I mean, I I am leaning Archers, um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. Uh, 
uh, it, it's going to be impossible for me to make any picks at all all season. They're all going to be one goal game. So um, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that Brett Dobson game changer in this one. So I'm, I'm also going archers as well. Nestle, you got a pick? I'm going with the Redwoods. Uh, going against you guys. Uh, I think Pinnell and Garnsey are just are just unbelievable. I mean, the way Ryder's playing right now is just like out of this world. And I'm a big believer in like when a player's hot, just roll with it. And uh, I think I do think Dobson in the in the cage going against him is going to be hard. But if, if if we can get hot on offense, I'm liking the Redwoods. So I'm I'm gonna stick with the Woods. Another cursed on, yeah. on the roster as well. We'll see a common trend there. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if there's any bit of Ryder that uh, I mean, he he was having a a big season beforehand, but I wonder if there's a little bit of if we get like pissed off Ryder Garnsey that he wasn't on Team USA. Did right. he get any? You know, like like I, I don't know. He, he looked. He was he was a fucking beast last weekend. So it looked like maybe he had a little bit extra there. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's that type of guy. But if he is that type of guy, then yeah, I think that redwoods are very dangerous for the rest of the year because of that factor. Um, but yeah, I'm still going to stick with archers in this one. Uh, Saturday slate of games. Oh, by the way, dudes, what uh, what day is Jake Marsh on the call? Friday. All right. So so Friday. So both of these games on Friday, they'll both be streaming on ESPN Plus. Listen, if you can't make it to Fairfield, you better get your ass to be streaming ESPN plus because our good friend, Jake Marsh is going to be on the call for both of those games. And listen, even if you are in Fairfield for the games, you can just stream the, the games on your phone. Let's give uh, let's make sure that we get Jake a nice little bump in the ratings. Uh, see if we can get those numbers up and listen to that glorious voice. But then on Saturday, second slate of games, we've got Chrome taking on the cannons. Uh, so do I do, cause I always forget, are you are you the Cannons guy? Or are you the Chrome guy? Or have you? Well, because this see this is where this is where I think that I know I'm a Cannons guy this year. I was not a Cannons guy last year, but we flip flopped. Okay. Remember, I said now I think the Chrome aren't the move because of Dylan Malloy. Right. And now you were like, no, I still think the Cannons are the worst. So you last year you were you were the Cannons guy. I was the Chrome guy, and now this year I'm the Cannons yeah. guy, and you're the Chrome guy. We flip flopped. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what though. Yeah, I, I'm I'm regretting that decision at the moment. Uh, because the Chrome just yeah, I don't I don't really know what's going on there. Obviously, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what happened. A coach made a fucking bonehead decision to keep out his stud player in the first game of the year, and the locker room was falling off. <laughs> it it does appear to be uh it does appear that the that the locker room is in shambles at the moment. I mean, these two teams, they've already played so far this season. Uh, they played in Columbus with the Cannons taking a 14-13 uh, a to 13 win in that game. And let me just look back. Was, uh, was that the first game that Malloy was in the lineup? It was. Yeah, so he, he got in. He had uh, he had two goals in that game. Uh, Cannons, they, they were able to pick up. That was their first win of the season, I want to say. Uh, oh, by the way, just congrats. Shout out to Marcus Holman, friend of the program, recurring guest. Uh, he had 300 career goals, uh, only the fourth guy to do that last weekend. Uh, and he also had a four-piece against the Chrome the last time that these two teams played. So um, would, ex- would expect him to have another big one as well. Talk about Dark Horse MVP. Mark Marcus Holman, I think that when people said like he's going to the Cannons just play with his dad, that's a that, that that's a bad element um, tight spot. If the Cannons and- can get up, can if the Cannons 
are playing in the PLL Championship Series next year, and Marcus Holman is top five in points, how do you not make him the MVP? That's just clearly the most brings the most value to a team. Yeah, and you know what? Like Asher too, obviously, but it's like one of those two should definitely be in the hunt. The Cannons were not, and, and I mean. Matt Cavanaugh turning back the clock and just turning it like I think that he I, last last week was vintage. I think he he set the record for most fantasy points ever, like two calls turnovers, four or five points. Um, he had the well, game yeah, I mean, winner I, in, against. I the mean, Chrome you, you got you got both of your younger brothers getting so much shine over the last few weeks. Like he had to do something to step up right. and be like, hey, like big bro still in town. Right. I, 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 I think there was a question too that like it's like oh which Kavanaugh would you rather have right now and I think a bunch of people would be like oh Pat or Chris Matt's washed up Matt was like fuck you guys I'm still the alpha yeah. in this house like they have no shit on me um, I totally agree with that take I think that he was actually motivated by them yeah and I'll tell you I, like I, I thought there was a little bit of me when so when Brian Holman got the cannon job I was like like thinking a, a little like I, I don't know if there's a it, it I guess it'd be like reverse nepotism um like get it, getting a job in the league just because your your son's been playing. But like the more I watch and hear from Brian Holman and like one that that's like, maybe, maybe that was just like a, a, a bit of a, of, of a bit. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's a little disrespectful to, to what Brian Holman has accomplished uh, in the sport where, where everywhere he's coached in the college game. But the more I hear from him in these post-game interviews, like he's actually the exact type of coach that you need in professional lacrosse. Yeah. Like you, you don't need a guy who's doing X's and O's. Like that's actually the last thing you need because you have six guys that are on the field, all six of them. Probably like, like probably four out of the six, at least are coaches. So like every single time you have a, like you, you see like a Redwoods uh, huddle and it's just like Ryder, like talking everyone through Pinnell talking everyone through Uh, you'll get like, you know, maybe like Bertrand, like popping in here and that, but like you get all these guys that are all X's and O guys. And then you have a guy like Brian Holman who comes in and he's like, yeah, like the biggest thing I do here is just like, see what, what I can get out of guys and then just see if I can get the most out of that out of them. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, th- I think that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really coming around on this cannons team. So do we have a, a lineup? Probably really should have looked this up before. It's, no, it's but, but a lineup. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry if there's noise too. The interns are right outside my fucking door, but uh, God damn it. Um, yeah. So no, no game day lineup uh out yet for the chrome I guess you'd have to wait and see what the status is of Dylan Malloy it didn't necessarily work out as much the last time it was only a one goal game but um yeah I think that right now there's there's definitely uh a lot of a lot of underlying issues with this chrome roster at the moment right and you also have for the chrome right now you have Jesse King back and you have Nick Turn back uh Nick Turn returned last week so they went with a lot of the troops they went with Moral Nick Turn and with Snauskas, uh, I don't know. I, I know Morales had a hell of a year, but uh, if Nick turns back, I still think he – I think you go know, – what worked last year, you go Nick turn, Malloy, Wisnowskis, and you go Morrill out of the box mm. trying to create, a, create that mismatch. So here's the thing. I kind of forgot about Nick turn being back. Uh, this past week – so I mean, there's been crazy weather all across – america lately but uh west point got fucking drilled with like have you seen all the um no all, all, all the footage out of west dude like it looks like like just flooding in west point like the streets are fucked so here's the th- i i think i think we get a brendan nick turn 
showing out for West Point game. I think that he has a monster day. I'm going to say five goals to assist. So I'm actually going to change my pick. I'm going to go Chrome in this one, all on the back of Brendan Nickturn, showing out for West Point and uh, the streets that just got fucking hammered with floods. Yeah, I just I just looked up West Point. Yeah. And it's like Khan's yeah. had a tweet. I would love to be a fly on the wall during training at West Point over the weekend with the flooding. Could you yeah. imagine being like a, a new like 18-year-old but- who's – Coming from but the like, main streets of Delco. Well, they don't they don't go to army, they go to fucking prison. Um <laughs> but so <laughs> but but you don't like that that's a thing though in sports where like when there's a when there's a catastrophe, usually the sports team or or maybe an athlete kind of rises to the occasion. And so with it's not it's it's just like busted up roads. I don't think anyone really got seriously injured at West point, but the, the fucking whatever, whatever the transportation department at West point, they're working overtime this week. And so Brendan Nickter are going to put up a big game for them. So I like Chrome in that game. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I mean, I have to take the cannons just based off. If you're going to be the cannons guy, you have to take the cannons. Um, I, I, I think it's too, and again, I, I always love to see how the rosters come out. And we record Wednesdays for you guys, so you guys have two days to listen. I think it's better than one day. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to ride with the Cannons. I, I like that team a lot. I think the sums of their parts equal a great uh, total. I think that makes sense. Uh, like again, I, I think that they are a. Uh, I think the Atlas had like the everybody eats philosophy. I think the Cannons kind of took that from them. Um, and we're talking about coaches that are great for. For professional, I totally agree with you. I think Holman right now is my favorite for coach of the year. Um, and then there's one coach in that, that I'll get to that I, I don't know if the if the professional game's for him. Um, when, mm. when we talk about that some hardos work and some hardos do not work, I would say that this hardo does not work. But I'll, I'll let you try to figure that one out on yourselves. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to go with the cannons in this one. Nestler, what's your pick? I'm gonna go with the cans as well. Uh, that is that is the last of the three Curse Brothers right there. But <laughs> on top of that, um, I, I do like the way Kavanaugh played last weekend. Seeing those highlights of him flying around, I thought it was really cool. I'm the youngest in my family, so I don't I don't know what it's like to be the oldest, but I'm sure it pissed him off having uh, some people say that his little brothers might have it a little bit better than he does. So uh, I'm gonna stick with the cannons. All right, and that brings us into our. Fourth and final game of the weekend. We've got Atlas LC. Uh, what a what a disappointing start to the season it has been so far for the Atli, and they are taking on the chaos. So Atlas just one and three to start the season. Um, things not looking too good for them right now, which is wild. Uh, you know, considering the amount of talent that they have on that roster, they are one and three on the year with a scoring differential of minus eight. Uh, obviously a lot of that comes after getting their dicks kicked in by the cannons last week in many 19 to 12. Uh, but still, I mean, just not really able to a one goal loss to the Redwoods to start the season. Uh, then they had a one goal win over the whip snakes, then a one goal loss to the water dogs and then a seven goal loss to the cannon. So, I mean, they, they've been right there in all their games besides last week, uh, but just really not enough to get things done. And then chaos, obviously coming off of a, you know, a tough loss to, uh, to the Redwoods last weekend. And listen, I, I mean, 
They, they, they were just trying to get a couple guys, some different looks in there. The offense wasn't really clicking that much in the beginning. So it wasn't, wasn't the best that the chaos had to offer. So tough loss for them. I think that they're looking for a bounce back this week, especially in Andy Towers' home state. Uh, so I'd expect a big bounce back game by the chaos. I don't know if we can expect like a, a bounce back from, from the Atlas. I think like, I don't know, Dukes. I, I let's let's hear your take on on who this Hardo coach is. Well, let me just say one thing first. This has nothing to do with Highland Park beating Garden City in, during the year. It has nothing to do with that. Garden City won a state championship. Looks 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 like Fennell put together another tough out of school uh, conference schedule. Win states doesn't matter. But this does have to do with the fact that if you're coaching high schoolers and then a full grown adults like like you said that know the game and he's probably trying to be, it's like that philosophy of when you got a college coach in basketball and you bring him to the NBA, it does not work most of the time because it's up their ass. I don't really see how. Um, yeah. But I, so, so, but like, uh, but, but uh, what Chris Bates coaches high no school championships. Yeah. But he also got fired from high school. Maybe he was doing it too, but maybe, maybe he was yeah. uh, treating them too much like adults. But yeah, I mean, no, no championships is a good, is a good point. I, all I'm saying is that, I just think that there's a way that you have to approach these guys. And I don't know if Pressler is still learning on the fly. I could be four weeks from now, they could be tied for number one in the standings and I'll, I'll eat my words. I never have any problem eating my words. I just think that there was a worry that I had about the Atlas going to this year, mostly concentrating around the unknowns with Pressler coaching the pro game and his approach to lacrosse and his coaching philosophy, which does work in college and high school. I'm fully admitting that. In the pros, you have to approach it a little differently. Holman has succeeded at that. Who has the better roster, the Cannons or the Atlas? Now, you tell me right now, what would the Atlas record be with Holman? Yeah, they, they so they'd probably be better. But, like, here's the thing. Is it – so this is where it's the debate of, like, is it coaching or is it – play? like, right, the whole what, – what is it? You can, you can bring a horse to the fucking can't, – you can't make a horse drink. Fool me once, can't can't get fooled again. Um, but like they're not getting really, and so like thank God for Xander Dixon, right? Like thank God he came in ready to go. He he added some, uh, you know, just just some nice offensive production right out of the gates for that midfield. But like, dude, like where's Romar Dennis? Right, right, like like Romar, he was literally all the league could talk about during the championship series. Where is Romar Dennis? I don't, I forget that he plays a lot of the times. Um, I mean, Costa has been having a, a perfectly fine season could probably still get a little bit more out of him. I mean, maybe not. He's, he's not really much of an issue right now, but like, I don't know. It, it just seems like they're getting production out of, out of uh, Jeff T and Chris gray and Eric law, obviously there to, to pick up some, uh, some scraps, but they're just not getting enough from the rest of the character. So is that, is that coaching or is that guy just like not really showing up? Is there also too many mouths to feed? Is it a, it is an embarrassment of riches that uh, they don't really know who to really force the offense. Because it, again, it's only 52 seconds. People probably egos want more touches. I mean, in, in, in today's in today's economy, like you can't really be feeding that many mouths anyway. Right, exactly. Inflation's out of the ass, um, especially in the PLL. There's just way too many good players. So I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm low. I'm very I'm very low on the Atlas this year. Not talent wise, uh, 
just putting it all together. Gavin Adler, you want to talk about a bright spot? Gavin Adler is amazing. I was wrong about that. Would I say that could you have gotten him with a third pick? I would argue that you could have. Uh, I still think that you could have gotten uh, – or just use him on the one and then get somebody else at three. I really still don't get why they took two defenders. But, yeah, Adler seems to be worth the money of pers- – worth the price of admission. What about uh, what about goaltending with the with the Atlas right now? <sighs> I love Kim Cannon. I love Drake. I I, I think – I think you give King Cannon one more game. He's, he's done it for a couple of years now. He's like the, the first man off. Uh, you could have made – I mean, look, I love Jack Kelly too, but I, I probably would have said that King Cannon deserved last year when the rosters were made. King Cannon should have gotten the nod for the number two spot uh, for Team USA. This year's obviously not playing like it. Um, but I, I think that he, he's still a starter in this, this league. I mean, just because he's had – I wouldn't even say like every loss has been his fault, but – Last year, he was rat- last week he was rattled. He needed to get, get out of the game. Uh, Drake, if he can prove that he's a starter, then yeah, I mean, play Drake. But uh, yeah, I'm, I would stick around with Kincannon. I think there's definitely a goalie question if that's your. So, question. so in in save percentage right now. So if if I'm just looking at the PLL website. Uh, and, and just strictly off a of save percentage, which isn't always the great. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you two are goalies, so maybe. Do, the save percentage have is it an inflated value for fans to look at than it actually is? Do, do the numbers tell a decent amount of the story, or do they not tell any of the story? Whatever, whatever is the case, out of twelve goalies that are uh, that that have played so far this PLL season, number eleven and twelve in save percentage this year: Jack and Cat and Drake Porter. So, Not I mean, great, uh, so we've got Blaze, <laughs> Dylan Ward, Brett Dobson, Jack Kelly, Austin Cattle, Matt DeLuca, Kyle Burnlore, Colin Curse, Sean Scannone, Adam Gettleman. I mean, they, they've got the just as far as save percentage goes, the two worst in, in the league. I think save percentage can tell for like the average fan, I, I think it can tell like a good amount, but when you look into like how much I think. Drake's only played Drake only played one game. Yes. Yeah. So like his percentage is obviously going to be lower, but to have both your goalies be down there, that's, <laughs> that's never a good look. So I don't think it can tell the whole story, but I think as you get deeper into the season, it does, you know, we're about four weeks in now. I think when you get to five, six and seven, it can tell much more stories. They're seeing like a higher amount of shots as it's my, my inner goalie opinion. And yeah, I just, I just want to say massive Drake guy, biggest, biggest Drake guy that, that there is, but. It just I have to mention the numbers. Uh, I think that it's like any stat. It's the like the more shots you face, the more you can like see that the average matters more and it's more mm-hmm. on par. Uh, like if Drake only has twenty shots, it's like yeah, that's not a, that's not a big enough sample size. I think you can also look at someone's career average and be like, all right, this tells more of the story. Yeah, um, especially you know with just more games in the season. But yeah, yeah. I mean. Scores against average all the way up. It, it's yeah, it's, it's just it's an issue for them. Maybe they're I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe their teams are just getting better looks against the Atlas than other guys. But it does seem like that that also seems to be a uh, and when you're losing, you know, a couple one goal games and then you get shelled in in Minneapolis last week. I think 
maybe with a little bit of stronger goaltending, maybe some of those results get flipped or maybe they don't get absolutely pumped by the cannon. So I think, yeah, I think that that's, that's probably their biggest issue right now. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to roll. I kind of forgot to give a pick on this one. Um, but I, I like the chaos, uh, mostly just because Austin Cout was good enough to come on the show with us this week. And, um, I'm not going to have a guy on the podcast and then immediately pick against him, especially on a weekend where we're going to the games. So yeah, I'm taking the chaos too. I'm all, I'm all, I'm also on the chaos. So that, that makes three of us no, no curse to choose from in this game. So I had to really think about that one. Yeah. Uh, that, that should just be a, a quick little, uh, you know, suggestion to any head coach GM out there. Uh, if, if you're looking to, to get the, the fans on your side or at least Matt Nessler, just uh, draft a cursed. Yes. Yeah, CJ, um, CJ will be coming up there soon for him. All right. Well, yeah, we're an hour and a half into this episode. I feel like we've gone on for way long enough. Uh, just another reminder. One, if you're going to be in the Fairfield area, make sure that you uh, get yourself to Rafferty Stadium. $37 gets you in the door. Anyone 21 and over can come over to the beer garden. Uh, if you're not going to be at the game, make sure that you are at least watching the Friday night games on ESPN+. Plus. But we should probably be watching all weekend anyway. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at the Crease Dive on both Stool Crease Dive on TikTok. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll just be keeping it low to high until the day we die. We out. Don't you remember-